Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast, and thank you very much for being here. I think we're on episode 212 at this point, and the uh, the year keeps creeping on by. So um, I am still swamped with everything going on in life right now. I am still going to take that uh, the time out of my Wednesday here to bring the news to you guys and uh, kind of fill you in as to what I'm seeing out there and really where we're going from here. There is definitely a lot of uh, back and forth action, right? I posted this the other day that we're not quite in a bull market. We're not really in a bear market. Some are getting into correction territory. We're kind of in this kangaroo market is uh, what the uh, the one meme or one picture that I had posted was really saying. And, uh, you know, bulls, uh, you know, they're going to send the market higher. Bears, they're going to bring the market lower. But right now we're just in this in-between of bouncing around between the two camps. And uh, that's really uh, a lot of what I've talked about in the, the past couple of weeks, right? There were some people saying, hey, yeah, we're going higher, right? Bank of America coming out saying this is, uh, you know, definitely we're going to see 7% of growth by the end of the year in the S&P. And then you got other people saying, no, we're going to enter a recession. Uh, things are, you know, quietly positioning themselves for more problems, right? Uh, we've got the uh, the dollar getting stronger, but that means other currencies are uh, are definitely weakening. And as they bring those international sales back to the states, that exchange rate's going to hurt some companies. It's going to uh, uh, favor those domestic companies a little bit more. Uh, the dollar is going to buy more goods from abroad, but uh, if you've got a uh, a lot of sales abroad, that could uh, could definitely hurt you. So. There's a lot of different things we're looking at. We are watching what the Fed is going to do, whether these rates are going to stay uh, the same, if we're going to get a, another bump for the end of the year, uh, really what all these different things mean. And it is just a lot of back and forth. And like I said, the market really doesn't know what to do with it. So, um, I mean, right now it feels like it's in sell-off mode, right? Yesterday on Tuesday, the, the NASDAQ was down. Uh, fairly substantial. I think it was about one and a half percent. Now today, we're only up about uh, a quarter of a point. Um, so that is a, a little bit of a comeback, but not anything compared to what we've given away. Uh, we're definitely seeing that RSI, the relative strength index across multiple uh, different indices, really getting uh, you know to that oversold level. So that is definitely something to take uh uh, take a look at on your stocks and see what they're really doing out there. Uh, which ones are going to be able to survive this kind of element or the, this environment rather? Um, we've definitely got some uh, some tech names that are getting oversold. They're definitely going lower. Uh, I've talked about a lot of these in the past. Some I still think have a, a ways to go, but others uh, I'm starting to see some value, right? And we, we talked about that a bit on the investing challenge for uh, week 40. And let me, uh, let me actually get that paper back out and see where we're at. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, I guess we'll go right into that, right? We'll, we'll talk about the five stocks that I'm looking at this week and then why I'm talking about these five individual names. Uh, first up, uh, we're going to look at Nvidia, right? This was the, the tech stock that I was kind of thinking about when I'm saying that things are getting 
uh, a good bit cheaper, right? We saw Nvidia break 500, um, you know, earlier in uh, either in September or late August, and now it's uh, back down to around 415. I'm gonna call it uh, without having my um, my E Trade app up, and uh, you know that peg ratio was falling. It's at a point four. Anything uh, under a one is generally considered. Um, you know, decent value, right? Growth at a reasonable uh, price. The uh, uh, the GARP, if you will, that is a, a reasonable price to pay for the growth that that company is giving us. They have uh, revenue numbers off the charts. It's, uh, I believe, 103% for 24 and then up to about 200% by the end of 25. That's a projection of growth on NVIDIA. And as I said last time, you know, it's not like they had a terrible 23. It's not like they're a penny stock, right? They are already massive and they're expected to grow that much more, but they're selling off. The uh, the forward PE is trading at a discount, right? That uh, Those numbers that are price to sales are all at a discount. So this is definitely one that I'm thinking could be uh, getting in that buy position for what we're seeing out there right now. Uh, number two, uh, let's go with uh, Palantir. That's going to be number two for week 40. And um, I, I said this earlier, I said it multiple times, AI is going to be a huge driver. And uh, you know what? We actually just got some great news out of Palantir. Let me, uh, let me go ahead and pull this contract back up. And it was a, uh, a $250 million contract that Palantir uh, just was awarded by the U.S. Army, and they're looking to uh, conduct research and development services in the area of artificial intelligence and machine learning for the Army. I was, I mean, uh, days ago, I was saying this is going to be a big growth driver for them in AI and with the government. And you know, just a few days later, two hundred and fifty million dollar contract with the Army. Uh, also, we're looking at them getting possibly. Uh, into the S&P 500, right? That was the other reason I was looking at this one. They're going to be profitable this year. I think they have to have four quarters of profit in order to be included in the S&P 500. Uh, by market cap, they should be fine. And uh, you know, potentially, they're going to get brought into that index. So that could be another growth driver. They're in the right spot. They're really focused on that profit. They've got to profitability before they uh, had anticipated. And uh, I think they're in the right area at the right time. And uh, all these new contracts that they're being awarded are are great for them, right? Uh, so that was number two. Uh, so both of those, uh, Palantir might not be as cheap on some uh, historical metrics, but I think they've got some catalysts coming up that are going to uh, bump up that stock price. So I'm still long on NVIDIA. I'm still long on Palantir. Uh, number three, we're just going to go down my list here. It's a little bit out of order as to what I said the other day, but number three is going to be American Express. Uh, we were looking at this one week 40 of 22, and uh, I still think that it is a strong company, right? We still got strong consumer spending. We are still seeing growth on uh, what people are buying year over year in that retail segment. Uh, so we're, we're seeing a strong consumer. Uh, I definitely think that the, the, the savings rate is getting low. But uh, people are really relying on those credit cards in order to live the life that they're used to living. And, you know, we're not going to wait for the things that we want. That's just how we spend, right? We're going to buy it now and we're going to pay for it later and probably pay too much when uh, all that interest hits. That is just kind of the way that the, uh, the can gets uh, kind of kicked down the road, if you will. So number three, American Express. I think it's still trading at a discount. 
Uh, I definitely see some value there. I see some growth potential. The margins are high. Uh, there's a lot of different reasons that um, you know some of these big financial uh, technology companies are going to continue to churn out money. And uh, I don't think that American Express is alone in that. I still think that Visa and MasterCard are going to be main players in that space. But uh, American Express is uh, the one that we went with for week 40 of 22. So it's back to see if we uh, you know, continue to average into this name. Uh, number four is going to be Pfizer, PFE. And uh, you know, Pfizer has uh, some patents that are going to be expiring. I believe it was 28 or in 29. But uh, they still have uh, a decent amount of uh, pipeline opportunities that are, that are out there. They've got a few drugs that are set to be blockbusters and do over a billion dollars of sales in those uh, those different drugs. Uh, the one point or, or, or one possible weakness here is the fact that they were really looking for a company the size of Pfizer to have more of a pipeline. So um, granted, we, we've got a pretty long run on the, the drugs that are there before patent expiration, like I said, in 28 or 29. And uh, I believe a, a lot of this is uh, sold off more than it should have been in the way of uh, some of the COVID vaccines, right? So we we kind of lost some of that revenue that kind of got uh, you know aired out over the past uh, 18 months or so. But uh, I do believe that we've got a strong path forward. They were never just a simple vaccine company. They were doing a lot more in uh, pharmaceuticals and biopharma before this. And I don't know that uh, the, the COVID vaccine is going to be their end all be all of what Pfizer is, right? So I still think that going forward, we've got uh, a, a lot of growth ahead of them. Uh, they're a solid company. We got a decent dividend on that one. And uh, I, I still like healthcare in this environment, right? I don't think that uh, even if we do hit recession, that uh, the the healthcare names are really going to get hurt that much. We do have some threats to this with uh, Medicare spending and how they're trying to uh, revise that to pay less on a lot of different drugs. So that is another uh, thing that we need to be um, you know careful of, be mindful of. But I, I think every company that we've ever covered is not. Uh, you know, all strengths, no weaknesses, right? Everyone's got something that we need to really pay attention to as investors. And I think that could be one of those things uh, with Pfizer that we really need to be mindful of is the government spend and how much they're willing to pay uh, for some of these Pfizer drugs that are out there. Uh, number five, uh, that is going to be a new NASDAQ name. And that was ABML. Uh, they were over to the counter, OTC, they were pink sheets. And they have been uplisted. Uh, so this uplisting gets them off of uh, the OTC exchange, brings them into the NASDAQ. Uh, so they were trading at like 60 cents a share. But uh, in the NASDAQ, you can't have these penny stocks. So they restructured less shares, but they're uh, more of that valuation. So currently, we're sitting at $8.75. This thing has been very volatile. We saw... Um, Last week, I think it got up to like twelve dollars. Uh, it definitely sold off uh, today. And uh, what's the one day look like? Uh, yeah, we started the day around nine seventy five and and gave about a dollar away on the day. So that is not great, but I do think that it gives us a better uh, entry point. Being uh, pulled into the Nasdaq is going to be a good thing for them. But right now we're also in this cycle of everything Nasdaq is getting crushed. Like I said, you know, yesterday was a bad day for the Nasdaq, and today wasn't really a great rebound of a day, right? We uh, maybe gained a little bit, but 
not enough to really make all these small stocks really move up uh, nicely. So this one was down more than the NASDAQ on the day, but it also did better than the NASDAQ yesterday. So like I said, a lot of volatility. It's going to trade more in line with NASDAQ names, uh, higher volatility names, or even the Russell. Uh, it might more mimic a lot of those names with just the volatility and being more of a small cap. But uh, they're in the EV space or they're more in the battery space, but kind of closely tied to EVs, battery storage and uh, recycling of lithium. That's been a big concern for a lot of people when they think about EVs. Well, what do we do when the, the batteries are done, right? Well, that's where American Battery Tech comes in, and they're going to be recycling these uh, these minerals that are uh, composing these uh, these battery packs on all these vehicles. So I'm thinking that American Battery Tech, um, yeah, I've been in this one for uh, quite some time under the old ticker, and uh, I really think that it has a, a lot of good things going for it. Uh, I get that this is definitely the growth stock of the list. Um, there's definitely much larger players this week that we're up against when it, we come to uh, week 40 of the investing challenge. And uh, if, if you're new here, the investing challenge is over on Facebook. There is a group, uh, a Let It Grow Investing podcast group, where you can go over there and vote. Uh, I did create another group, which is uh, an investing page, Let It Grow, uh, that I will share on that main page. And simply because that is a, uh, it's a private page, in uh, the new group is a public page. So I can uh, share some different things and get a little bit more traction out there. And uh, yeah, kind of uh, one thing where I didn't want to really open it up to everyone at the beginning, but uh, now that I'm, I'm really trying to grow the podcast, so I would definitely appreciate your shares and uh, any kind of support, any kind of comments. I definitely appreciate that. That definitely uh, helps us get bumped up in the algorithm so more people see us. Um, I would definitely appreciate that. But um, and uh, if you got anything to share over there, uh, feel free to do so, and um, you know, just try to give more than you take from the from the group. That's all I'll ask. Uh, so yeah, that's the five that I got for this week, right? We've got Nvidia. I think that that peg ratio is uh, getting super super cheap. Uh, the fact that we are sitting in the the low four hundreds and we've we've sold off about twenty percent, uh, we're probably down near that correction territory in Nvidia. We're I mean we're at four twenty four right now. Uh, but yeah, we sold off from uh, 5.02. So we definitely uh, got down as 17% or so. And uh, I definitely think that this one has a lot of room to run. And I think a lot of people are thinking that this one is just getting way too expensive. If you look on E-Trade or uh, look at your PE, your trailing 12 months, the TTM, it's sitting at 101 times. But that is the last 12 months, right? The Going forward, we're trading at like a 20, 25% discount on forward PE. So definitely think that this one is getting into that undervalued kind of territory. We're at 424, but uh, I believe we had about 40% of upside on this one. Uh, I'm trying to pull that back up. We're at, uh, oh man, even, even better now, uh, about 49.6% of upside on NVIDIA. Uh, so we must have had some new... Oh yeah, we got some new uh, price targets on here. Rosenblatt said 1100. Uh, UBS just came out. Uh, what was that? Um, Monday and said 560. Bernstein says 675. City said 630. Uh, and like I said, we're we're sitting at four and a quarter. So we've got a lot of upside from a lot of these names. Uh, so I definitely like that one. Uh, I'm definitely uh, you know a big fan of Palantir, what they're doing, where they're at. Um, 
American Express, I still think that that is a great company that is going to survive a recession. Uh, Pfizer, also a great company that's very recession proof with the, uh, the the amount of drugs and pipeline that they've got uh, in the pharmaceutical space. And uh, American Battery, again, you know, you're getting brought into the NASDAQ and uh, you're, you're also in that right space of battery tech, lithium, cobalt, mining, refining, recycling uh, at a time where, you know, there's still a lot of tax incentives for people to go out and buy those vehicles. Plus, uh, you know, we still got uh, strike talks going on. So uh, I definitely think that more people are going to get pushed uh, in other directions if they can't get, uh, you know, a typical uh, big three American made automotive. Uh, I think they're going to look at maybe potentially going uh, electric or maybe going with uh, Tesla as another uh, American company. So uh, we're still strong there. Uh, I still think that we've got a lot of growth left in all these companies. And uh, please get over there to Let It Grow Investing, uh, the podcast page, and get your vote in for one of these five. And uh, maybe I will open this up to both pages and put the poll on both of them soon. Uh, but for now, it is just on the uh, the podcast page. But um, yeah, past that, what else do we got? We've got uh, Lucid. They came out and said that uh, they are officially, uh, they opened the first ever car manufacturing facility in Saudi Arabia. So we will see what, what goes on over there. That is uh, definitely big news. Uh, the, uh, the Hollywood writers and studios have finalized a tentative contract that will end the uh, nearly 150-day writer strike. Uh, so we will see what actually happens there. And if this is actually going to go through, it says, uh, when is it supposed to end? Oh, on the the 27th. That is, uh, that is today. So 12.01 a.m. Is this over? I guess it might be over. Uh, Palantir, I told you that one, 250 million. We've got uh, Cloudflare uh, announcing they are working with Microsoft to make it easier for companies to run AI in the location most suitable for their needs. Uh, so another partnership there for Cloudflare, uh, Cloudflare, and that uh, should definitely help them and Microsoft move up. We've got uh, Cloudflare also announcing that their global network will deploy NVIDIA GPUs at the edge combined with NVIDIA Ethernet switches, putting AI inference uh, compute power close to users around the globe. Uh, so again, kind of more of that, uh, that talk with uh, Microsoft. Uh, we've got the other uh, feds. Kashkari uh, saying that the Fed is not trying to create a recession, which uh, I don't know that they are, but uh, we're, they're definitely kind of handed a, a, a rough hand to uh, try to play in this uh, in this economy. And uh, he also goes on to say that uh, we doesn't know if the Fed's policy is restrictive enough. Uh, economic data suggests Fed not as restrictive as it actually appears to be. Uh, so a lot of different talk there. And we'll see if uh, we actually have to go up and raise a little bit more or uh, what the play is going forward at the next meeting. Uh, Palo Alto, they are uh, reportedly in advanced talks to acquire two Israeli security startups for about $1 billion. Uh, they're looking to acquire uh, Talon Cybersecurity for about $600 million to $700 million and uh, Dig Security for between $300 and $400 million. Uh, so they are definitely spending that money and, and trying to grow their business as well. Uh, and I definitely think that um, some of these cloud security companies uh, are definitely going to be needed, right? Uh, we, we're going to be a little bit more recession-proof when it comes to uh, cloud security as people are going to have to keep their uh, their businesses, their online stores up and running. I definitely think that uh, Palo Alto, 
CrowdStrike, a lot of these other companies are in a spot where they should be a little bit more insulated and protected rather than some of the other names. Uh, we've got uh, the founder and chairman of China's uh, Evergrande. Uh, he has been placed under police control and is being monitored. Uh, he is under residential surveillance and uh, a police action that falls short of formal detention or arrest and doesn't mean he will be charged with a crime. Uh, that was that whole uh, you know scandal from last year as to everything that was going on in the building kind of section of China. Uh, and apparently we've got to China actually kind of coming back in a little bit quicker than expected. And a lot of people are still saying that there are some good names to buy over there. Uh, I'm still seeing Baidu, Alibaba come up on a lot of different things. And the people are saying that they are still a buy. Uh, I, I've still got a, a rough time trying to uh, get my head around that, right? I, I can't really make a formal recommendation uh, to buy or sell. Um, I can say that I do own Alibaba. Currently, it has about 65% of upside. But uh, I've seen that before, right? I've, I've seen this one. Promise the sun, moon, and stars. It should be. I mean, it's a great company, but we have a lot of geopolitical tension. So it makes it really hard for me to go out on a limb and say, buy this name or I'm buying this name and uh, you should really look at it, right? It's it's definitely been something that has been very rocky, very bumpy ride for me. And uh, I don't know that it's something that I even want to average into anymore. It's just uh, been very volatile and uh, I feel like there's some better growth opportunities here in the States. So I don't know that I really want to even, you know, dip my toe in the water anymore with uh, trying to buy this one. And, and, you know, the numbers should make sense, but they always seem to not make sense after you get it. So I can't really uh, look at this one anymore. It's just kind of where I'm at. We've got um, mortgage rates. I will uh, say that they are continuing to creep up. The 30-year fixed uh, rose to 7.41% up from 7.31% last week. And it is now at the highest level since 2000. We've got uh, Lowe's. They have been uh, touting the fact that they have been able to control their theft in their stores or their shrink rate better than a lot of other retailers. And um, I, I, I kind of read about what they were saying there and the fact that um, how they did it. The, uh, the CEO was saying that you know he's had a whole life in um, retail at every individual level, and uh, he's got it down to a science. But I really don't understand how that can be uh, and and the the thing that he's kind of claiming that they're doing right is that they have a lot of people in every aisle of the store. They've got uh, up you know the best security and people watching throughout the you know the security room in the store. But I feel like everyone else has that too. I know Best Buy has that right at the front of the stores. I really don't know the difference with uh, Lowe's and how they're keeping the shrink rate low. But uh, it feels like it's got to be something more than that. Uh, but they're apparently under that one percent shrink rate. Uh, and other companies are definitely rising up, right? We've got uh, Target. I believe they're closing about nine stores for the fact of uh, the theft is so high. They can't uh, they can't make any money with the amount of theft that is out there. Uh, so that is uh, definitely something to take into account when you're looking at some of these names is how bad the theft actually is, and uh, you know how much inventory is getting stolen. So that is concerning. We've also got uh, Rite Aid. They are potentially looking at Chapter 11 or filing bankruptcy, potentially closing up to about 500 stores. 
Uh, I think the same was kind of said for CVS. Uh, things are a little tough out there for them as well. Uh, they kind of cited uh, a rough environment. Uh, well, not for CVS going bankrupt. I didn't mean that. I, I meant that they were potentially closing some stores. Uh, so sorry for the backpedal there. Uh, where was I? We were saying that uh, they're potentially closing them. And uh, they were citing the fact that um, there was a lot of online pressures, brick and mortar problems, also theft, uh, a lot of different things that they were trying to combat and, uh, and really get ahead. Uh, and they couldn't really uh, get the, the margins that they need in order to stay afloat. So we are really watching that as well. Um, what else we got? We've got uh, said Lowe's. I, I think Home Depot is kind of in the same basket as, uh, as Lowe's there. Uh, okay. Uh, I did sell off some CVS today. That is one thing that I did do. Um, not even because of this, more so because of the fact that I wanted to go ahead and start another position that I was really had my eye on for a while. And uh, that uh, position that I ended up starting in my IRA today was O, uh, Realty Income. And uh, they went under $50 this is a company that's going to pay you out a monthly uh, dividend. And um, for for me, getting above 6% on O, I'm pretty happy with that starting dividend. So I went ahead and um, and started buying a little bit of that. I will see where this one goes. Like I've said, you know, a couple of weeks back when we were looking at REITs and utilities uh, and the fact that uh, as rates eventually get cut from the Fed, I'm going to see a lot of these people getting out of bonds and back into REITs, back into utilities for a stable dividend. I don't know that I'm going to see that yet, right? I don't know that it's the perfect time, but I wanted to start buying into some REITs uh, and make sure that my dividend income was going up. Uh, so I also bought uh, a little bit of indus um, Innovative Industrial, which is the uh, marijuana warehouse stock. I bought a little bit of that. That was a decent dividend. Uh, and you know I'm going to probably kick myself for this one. I bought some more MPW. Uh, they did cut the dividend, and now that the the stock has fallen, uh, it's back up to 11%. Granted, uh, I lost a lot on the initial investment, uh, but I'm hoping that we can actually start to see this one move back higher. And uh, getting about 11.9% of starting dividend on the shares that I purchased today, we will potentially see where this one goes. I think uh, we still got. Uh, I know some of these price targets were cut way down, but we still got some some upside. The average price target right now is $9. We're sitting at five. That's about uh, 79% of upside on MPW. I don't know if that's going to be uh, a quick thing, but uh, starting with that 11%, I figured I'd give that a shot. Oh, Realty, uh, I did say it was about a 6% dividend, and we've got about 37% of upside on O. So I wanted to give that one a try. Uh, I definitely like that company. I like the business model. I like where they're at. I like the stores, the occupancy rate. There's a lot of different reasons that I was looking to buy this one, not just simply the dividend. IIPR, um, there's currently about 52% of upside on this one. And um, even the low is at 80. So that's 3% of upside. And the quarterly dividend right now is at 9.06%. So again, I added these to my IRA. I'm really trying to uh, get all the uh, the dividends that I can in there. They are going to be more protected there. And uh, I did sell out of some of the CVS in order to buy some of these shares. Um, not to say that CVS isn't even at a good valuation right now, but uh, I feel like 
CVS is always at this point where people think it should be valued higher. Um, right now, it's at a 3.4% dividend. Analyst research says, I'm sure there's a decent amount of upside. Uh, we're at uh, 31% of upside on CVS. Uh, so I still have a lot of that position that I had, but I wanted to go ahead and diversify and get some of these other names that I thought we could potentially start to see uh, a bit of a rally in. Like I said, the REITs, I believe, as um, some of the Fed funds rates get cut, some of the bonds and the treasuries come down, we're going to see investors roll back into some of these uh, these REITs and utilities. Uh, so medical properties trust, uh, I like the business. Uh, that the debt is concerning. I know they're they're cutting the dividend in order to pay down some of that debt. Uh, IIPR again, federal. Uh, if we get federal uh, legalization, I believe that that uh, that company should do a, a good bit better as well. And uh, in the way of O, uh, I really like that six percent starting dividend on that company. I've I, I've always see people buying it when it's a lot cheaper. And uh, at 6%, I felt like I really had to kind of take a leap and start buying some of that as well. So um, that's right about half an hour. Uh, that's pretty much all the time that I got for today. Uh, so please get over there to Let It Grow Investing. Get your votes in for one of these five I just mentioned. NVIDIA, Palantir, American Express, Pfizer, or American Battery. And uh, let me know what you think. What do you want to see for week 41? I've got a couple in mind, but I'd love to see your thoughts. Uh, so please leave uh, a comment as to what names you're really paying attention to. And uh, I'll see if we can't get those included in in this episode for week 41 or uh, going forward into another uh, you know, battle of uh, Let It Grow Investing Challenge stocks for uh, another episode. So with that being said, uh, that's all the time I got. I will catch you guys in the next one. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.